0: We've been studying on the eternal judgment found in the book of Hebrews, the sixth chapter, which is one of the fundamental principles of the doctrine of Christ. These things have to be in order in our lives, folks, before we can go on to perfection. Now, these are things that God's house, God's building is built on. Now, if you build a building out there, folks, and it first has to be built on foundations, God's building is built on foundations too, and it has to be in order. Folks, if we're building with God, we've got to build with the things that God has provided for us to build on, or we're not building with God. If we just jump out here and build by ourselves and build on doctrines and commandments of men, God's not pleased with that. That's why these principles are in the Bible for us to build with. And if we build with these principal fundamentals, principal foundations, you're laboring with God. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians, the third chapter, and the ninth verse. For we are labors together with God, ye are God's husbandry, ye are God's building. Listen to what Paul says now. According to to the grace of God, which is given unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation. And another buildeth thereupon. We're building together with God, but we have to build on the foundations that are laid, folks. Paul knew that there were going to be others that were going to be building. That's why he told us to build upon the foundation. That he was preaching. Listen what it says again. 1 Corinthians 3 and 10. According to the grace of God, which is given unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation. And another buildeth thereon. There was more coming and going to be building in this house. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. That's what I'm trying to get to people. We need to be careful what we're building on, what we're building with. Listen to this now, the next verse. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Christ. Christ was the chief cornerstone. Everything that Jesus taught is what we're supposed to preach and teach. That's what we're supposed to build with, build on, was the fundamental principles which was laid out by Jesus Christ. Everything that we build with has to come from the chief cornerstone. Turn with me to Ephesians, the second chapter, and the 19th verse. Now, therefore, ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. Listen to this, folks. Now, if we're part of the household of God, this is what we're built on. And are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Where did it come from? Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Now let's see if it don't all come from that headstone, that cornerstone. In whom all the building fitly. It's got to fit, folks. It can't be off the cornerstone. In whom all the building fitly framed together groweth into an holy temple in the Lord. Folks, that's why God wants us to go on to perfection. And there's only one way that we can go on to perfection, is being built upon these principles, these principles that are laid out, that were taught by Jesus Christ and the apostles and prophets. Let's read some more. In whom ye are also builded together, for a habitation of God through the Spirit. God inhabits this building. And folks, I want you to know God's not living in any condemned building. The things that God's building is built on has got foundations. It's got fundamental principles. This building's going to stand. Turn with me to Hebrews the 6th chapter in the first verse. Though these are the fundamental principles of the doctrine of Christ. Yes, Jesus's doctrine. This is where it all comes from, is from the cornerstone, the head cornerstone. Hebrews 6 and 1, therefore leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, things that Jesus taught, let us go on to perfection. This building, God wants it to be completed. He wants it to grow into a holy building and a habitation for God to dwell in. Go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation. Listen to this now. Foundation of repentance from dead works. We've taught on that and of faith toward God and of the doctrine of baptism, the laying on of hands and of the resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment. These are basic fundamental Bible principles that Jesus taught that he wants his building to be built upon. That's how we're labors together with God. We've got to take heed how we, we build upon this foundation because there's no other foundation that's going to be laid than that which is already laid. Jesus is not having a building, folks, that's not going to be built upon his doctrine, his principles. Folks, if our doctrine is not built upon what Jesus talked, folks, let's leave it alone Let's don't go that direction because it'll lead you off the foundation of Jesus Christ. And folks, you know what happens to a building that doesn't have foundations? It's going to fall. These are spiritual fundamental principles, spiritual foundations that we're built on. And the last one that we've been preaching on or teaching on is eternal judgment. When we get our reward... Eternal judgment. What day is it that the church gets its eternal judgment? Eternal judgment is coming to saint and sinner the same day. That's what Jesus taught. The church is not going to fly off and get a reward a thousand years before the sinner folks are going to get their reward. Turn with me to St. John, the fifth chapter and the 26th verse. For as the father hath life in himself, so hath he given to the son to have life in himself. And what else did he do for him? The 27th verse and hath given him authority to execute judgment also because he is the son of man. This is what we're teaching and preaching on the execution of judgment, eternal judgment. Listen to this. Now, when is it going to come? The 28th verse. Jesus said, marvel not at this, for the hour is coming. There's a day coming, folks. And in that day, it's going to be brought down to an hour in that day. He said, marvel not at this, for the hour is coming in the which all, saint and sinner, all that are in the graves shall hear his voice. What are they going to do? And shall come forth They that have done good unto the resurrection of life, and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. Folks, the good and the bad, the same day, the same hour. That's what Jesus taught. That's what we ought to build our lives on. Folks, if we're saying that the church is going to be judged or get eternal judgment a thousand years before the wicked is going to get eternal judgment, That is contrary against what Jesus taught. He didn't teach that, folks. He taught that the hour is coming that all that are in the graves, the saint and the sinner both, all that are in the grave shall hear his voice and come forth in that hour, and it's brought it down to that day. Let me show you what day that's going to be, folks. Turn with me to St. John, the sixth chapter, and I'm going to show you where the church gets its reward. When it's going to get eternal life. St. John, the sixth chapter and the 54th verse. Now this was Jesus talking. This is his doctrine. This is what he taught. This is what I want to build my life around. The things that we teach the 54th verse, whosoever eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood. That's the church folks. That's the church Hath eternal life. And what are you going to do, Jesus? And I will raise him up the last day, folks, the last day. That day is coming that Jesus said, marvel not at this, for the hour is coming. He narrows it down to a day. And in that day is going to be an hour that all, a double l the good and the bad are going to hear his voice and come forth. And folks, that day is the last day. That's what Jesus taught. That's what he said. There's several places here in St. John, the sixth chapter. You can go to the 39th verse. This is the Father's will which hath sent me, that all of which he hath given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again the last day. Not a thousand years before the last day, but the last day, the same day the wicked's going to get their reward. Now the 40th verse And this is the will of him that sent me that everyone which seeth the son, folks, that's a long time. He was here nearly 2000 years ago. Everyone which seeth the son and believeth on him may have everlasting life and I will raise him up not a thousand years before the last day, but the last day. Let's go on down the 44th verse. No man can come to me except the father which hath sent me draw him. There's a lot of people that's come to Jesus, folks, within 2,000 years. And what's going to happen to that man? And I will raise him up at the last day. Last day. Oh, I want that to be important to you, folks. Not 1,000 years before the last day, but the last day. That's when the church is going to be judged. That's when the church is going to have eternal judgment is the last day. And folks, don't let anybody teach you that's the last day of that dispensation. Folks, people are teaching dispensationalism, saying that this is just a dispensation of time. And it's just going to be the last day in that dispensation. Folks, I'm going to tell you something. God has got this last day in the last days. God has tried to reach mankind through the prophets and other previous dispensations, folks. But this is the last dispensation that we're in, the dispensation of grace, the last dispensation of time that God will reach for man until eternal judgment comes. This is it, folks. This is our opportunity. God's not going to send any other way. Jesus said in St. John, the 14th chapter and the 6th verse, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. There's no other way that you're going to get to God except through Jesus Christ. He said, if any man come any other way, climb up any other way, that they would be a thief and a robber. Now, folks, this is the last days that we're living in. This is the last dispensation of time that we're living in. Some people want to say that that last day is... is The last day of that dispensation, folks, there's not going to be any more dispensations. These are the last days. And folks, we've been in the last days ever since Jesus came here. Turn with me to Hebrews, the first chapter and the first verse. Now, this will show you that God tried to reach mankind through the prophets. Hebrews 1 and 1, God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners, spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets. That's other dispensations, but what's going on now? Hath in these last days. Now, folks, we're living in the last days, the last dispensation of time ever since Jesus Christ came here. But there's going to be a day in these last days that God is trying to reach for man. That's going to wind it all up. It's going to be eternity after that. Second verse again, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, folks. Don't let anybody try to teach you that there's going to be any more dispensations of time, folks. This is it. This is the last opportunity. That God is going to have for mankind to be reconciled to him. Now folks, this ought to prove to any honest man or woman that we're living in the last dispensation of time. When God poured his spirit out on all mankind and he poured it out for every nation to have, we've been living in the last days ever since. Acts the second chapter, this is when God poured the Holy Ghost out this is what the prophet Joel spake of. Peter was speaking in the 15th verse, Acts, the second chapter, of the 15th verse. For these are not drunken as ye suppose, seeing that it is but about the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. You can turn back into the, into the, uh, the book of Joel and see where Joe, the prophet prophesied of these days. And it shall come to pass. This is the thing that Joel was prophesying about. What happened here? God pouring his spirit out on all flesh. And it shall come to pass in the last days. Last days. This is the last days ever since Jesus Christ came here and God sent the Holy Ghost back. We've been living in the last dispensation. This is the last days. It shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams and on my servants and on my handmaidens, I will pour out in those days, the days of the last days, the last dispensation of time of my spirit and they shall prophesy folks. Now, Peter said that this was that which was spoken of by the prophet Joe. It happened then, folks, in that day. We've been in the last days, the last dispensation of time ever since Jesus came here. Folks, don't let anybody teach you that that last day is that last day of that dispensation. And there's going to be any other periods of times after that. Folks, when Jesus comes here, when Jesus comes back, there's not going to be any more times. It's the last day and the last dispensation. See if that's not what Jesus taught. Turn with me to Matthew, the 22nd chapter, the 33rd verse. This is Jesus teaching this. This is Jesus speaking. 33rd verse. Here another parable. There was a certain householder which planted a vineyard and hedged around about and digged a wine press in it and built a tower and let it out to husband and went into a far country. Yeah. When God created this earth, folks, when he, his creation, his great creation from the beginning of time. Now listen to this. And when the time of the fruit drew near, he sent, he he sent his servants to the husbandman. God sent these different servants. What Hebrews said, Hebrews 1 and 1, for God who in sundry times and diverse manners spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophets. These were the servants that he sent to mankind, to the house of Israel, to reach them. Let's read it again. 34th verse, and when the time of the fruit drew near, he sent his servants to the husbandman that they might receive the fruits of it. And the husbandman took his servants and beat one and killed another and stoned another. That's what they did to him, folks. Now listen to the 37th verse. But last, get that, L-A-S-T. But last of all, he sent unto them his son, Jesus, saying, they will reverence my son. But when the husband saw the son, they said among themselves, this is the heir come, let us kill him. Let us seize on his inheritance. Folks, they killed Jesus. This was the last thing God was going to have to save mankind, to reach his people. I know you can see that. That's why Hebrews said this was the last days. That's why Acts said this is the last days. That's what Job prophesied. The last days. No more dispensation. This is the last days of the last dispensation of time. God's not going to have any other way, folks. You'll have to come through his son or people's going to be lost. They're teaching this out there, folks, that there's going to be another way come after the grace era is over with. Folks, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, that's not scriptural. Let's stay with what Jesus taught. He is the stone that the builders rejected, folks. They've rejected this word. They're rejecting the word of God today. You're not going to have another opportunity, folks. You're not going to have any other plan of salvation. This is God's plan of salvation, which was spoken all the way back from the beginning of time. He was a lamb, folks, that was slain from the foundation of this world. This was God's plan for mankind. There's not going to be another dispensation, folks. This is the thing that God had the prophets speak about even from the beginning of time. Turn with me to Ephesians, the first chapter and the ninth verse. Having made known, God had made known to us now, folks, having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he hath purposed in himself. Now listen to this. That in the dispensation of the fullness of times. Sure, there's been different dispensations, but this is the last one. That in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ. Not anything else. That's why Jesus said he was the way. If you try to climb up any other way, you're a thief and a robber, folks. If you're teaching that there's another way coming outside of Jesus Christ, you'll get the reward of a thief and a robber. When Jesus comes back, it's the last day. It's the last day, and it's going to be eternal judgment, folks. Folks, that's why I stress it's so important to stay on the fundamental principles of what Jesus Christ taught. Folks, I've seen them. Having, reading in Revelations, it's going to be seven different judgments. My goodness. Jesus never taught anything like that. Before you get into Revelations, folks, please study out. Be founded on these principles. Be founded on what Jesus taught. Be founded on the things that Jesus spoke of. Don't try to unravel this Bible with your own natural wisdom. That natural wisdom, folks, by wisdom, this world knew not God. The only way we know God is through his word, through his son, the things that Jesus taught. You get in the revelations without having the knowledge of these principles, without being founded on these principled doctrine of Christ. That's why there's so many things being taught out there, folks, and it's not right. Jesus didn't teach any other dispensations of times coming, folks. Let me show you what he did teach was coming. The next thing that's coming, folks, Mark, the 10th chapter and the 28th verse. Then Peter began to say unto him, to Jesus, lo, we have left all and have followed thee. And Jesus answered and said, verily, I say unto you, there is no man that have left house nor brother nor sisters nor father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospel's. But he shall receive an hundredfold now in this time, houses, brethren, sisters. I've got a great family of God out there, folks. Yeah. But he shall receive an hundredfold now in this time, houses and brethren and sisters and mothers and children, lands with persecutions. Yeah. We can count on that, can't we, folks? Especially if we teach what this is. And let's see what he's saying is coming next. And in the world to come eternal life. That's what's coming next, folks, is eternity. There's not going to be any more dispensations of times. It's going to be eternal life. That's what's coming next. That's the next world that's coming. The world to come eternal life. It's going to be eternal judgment, folks. We're going to get our reward of eternal life. And the wicked's going to get their reward of eternal damnation. Well, you might say, well, that's got my doctrine all fouled up. <laughs> folks, does it trouble you? I've got, a, I've got an answer to your question, folks. Turn with me to Second Thessalonians, the first chapter. If you're troubled, I'll tell you the same thing Paul said in the seventh verse. And to you who are troubled, rest with us. Yeah, rest with us. When the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels, He's coming from heaven with his mighty angels, but it's going to show you what time he is coming in flaming fire. When he comes, he's going to be revealed in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's why I want to obey his word, folks, who should be punished with everlasting destruction, folks. It's eternal. Everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of His power. When is it going to happen the same time we get our reward? When He shall come to be glorified in His saints and to be admired in all them that believe because our testimony among you was believed in that day. He didn't say that we were going to fly off and get our reward a thousand years before the destruction of the wicked. He said the same thing here. Paul taught what Jesus taught. That day's coming, that hour is when the wicked's gonna get their reward and when the righteous get theirs. When destruction's coming to the wicked, it's gonna be the same time when he shall come to be glorified in his saints. I know you can see that, folks. God being our great helper, we're gonna get into the rapture. We're gonna get into the thousand year millennial reign, the throne of David. Yes, that's all brought about, folks, in this Bible. We're going to show you what Jesus taught about all these things, about the rapture of the church and about the thousand-year millennial reign, the throne of David. They're saying Jesus is coming back and reigning on the throne of David a thousand years. And we want to show you, folks, it's very plain if you'll go to God in a humble heart of prayer and ask God to open up. Your understanding, we're going to be teaching these things in the Plain, Simple Truth program, folks. We're going to take it from the Word of God. We're not going to give you any thoughts, our own personal thoughts or opinions of what the Bible teaches. We're going to show you, by the help of God, what Jesus taught, what Jesus brought to us. And this is what the apostles and prophets taught. And that's the things that we're supposed to be founded on. Yeah, Jesus said in Revelations, the 22nd chapter and the 12th verse and behold, I come quickly when he comes, what is he coming for? My reward, that eternal judgment, that eternal reward, my reward is with me to give to every man, not just the saint, it's to every man. When he returns, judgment is coming to every person. Behold, I come quickly and my reward is with me to give every man according as his work shall be, not just to the righteous, but to the saint and the sinner the same day. Turn with me to Acts, the 17th chapter and the 30th verse and the times of this ignorance God winked at, but now hath commanded all men everywhere to repent. Why do we do that? There's a day coming folks. That's why we repent. Because he hath appointed a day in the which he will judge the world. Not just the saint, it's the saint and sinner. He will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he hath ordained, folks. It's coming to all men. And in that day, there's going to be an hour. That's what Jesus said in St. John five twenty-eight. Marvel not at this for the hour, that hour is coming in that day. Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming in the which all, A double L, all that are in the grave shall hear his voice, and shall come forth, they that have done good unto the resurrection of life, and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation, the saint and sinner, the same day. Come see us.